Well, hello everyone, and welcome to episode 31 of the What the Sheep podcast, where we will be discussing and breaking down and just generally freaking out over episode 121 of Campaign Do for Critical Role. This is our first What the Sheep podcast episode of 2021. And, uh, what an appropriate episode to start on because this was quite, uh, quite something. Uh, I think we can we can say at the very least. So good, so, so good. good. <laughs> it had it had a little bit of everything, a little bit of everything that we were probably all yearning for, um, from you know the four week hiatus. Uh, but before we get into the juiciness of the episode, can we briefly talk about the new music or the art reel? It's sort of like a remastered. Um, version that Cole McGinnis had done previously and he just you know really upped his game this time around mm. it, it felt really epic yeah that's what I was thinking it's like it's because the original is really good it's super fantasy and it super sets the theme of wild mount like kind of dark and mysterious but now it's like got the rolling kind of feel yeah. to it it's feels super heroic it makes the mighty nine feel like a bit you know they've upped their game a little bit yeah um yeah so cool and it, i was really weirded out at first because i was i kept thinking the music was skipping and i was like what's mm. going on like why does it sound so weird and i was messaging you guys like this this yeah. hasn't changed and then i saw everyone on twitter i was like okay i'm not going insane it is actually yep. different music mm. um which just shows that i obviously can't hear properly but um yeah <laughs> so good i went back and like rewatched the oh, and just listened to the music um man i hope he releases it as like a single mm-hmm. so that you can I don't know, just like keep rewatching the art reel. I know. Oh, so God. Good. So good. But then, you know, we have this epic score um, that really, you know, reinforces the idea of, you know, heroism and stuff. And then we have yeah. moments, you know, where the Mighty Nine is just goofing off and being assholes. Yeah. And it's uh, still appropriate, I feel like. Yeah. No, definitely. It's, um, <laughs> Yeah, they're super heroic, but they're also still people. Yeah. And they're also still the body nine. So that's good. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah, huge shout out to Cole McGinnis for being an incredible composer. Um, so good. If you haven't, uh, he has a bunch of amazing songs on his YouTube channel. Um, some of which I binge frequently. Um, and they really, you know, if you're a writer, they really put you in the mood um, mm. for writing high fantasy and stuff like that. So definitely be sure to check out Cole McGinnis's other other stuff super good um but anyways now on to the the juicy juice of of this episode right off the (laughs) bat we got hit with some some crazy some crazy new information about Molly and the Tomb Takers um I think the first big drop was the uh the Claret Aordians or the the Claret Aorders I think it was it's just order. Or was it order? Oh, I thought it was a orders. Yeah. Oh, okay. The claret yeah. orders. A order sounds cool. Like it kind yeah. of fits as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, the claret orders, um, which like I think uh, a, a lot of people have been kind of thinking it's been them for a little while. Um, uh. Like because Molly was a blood hunter. Like Kree's got blood magic. It's definitely some kind of that that mm-hmm. society so it's kind of cool to see it like actually confirmed by matt now that it is yeah is them adam or is now mentioning yeah adam is now mentioning in chat and i remember travis was was losing his mind a little bit um this isn't the first yeah. mention of the 
Claret Order. Oh. It's, it's the, the first, like, in-game reference, I'm fairly mm-hmm. certain. There might have been, like, characters that were a part of it. Uh, it might have come up some, in some degree, I think, maybe with the class, the class class, but I don't know, English. Um <laughs> in campaign one but yeah. yeah it's 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 a essentially like an organization in exandria that they're like the witches a little bit like oh, <laughs> if you've okay. the witcher games, yeah kind of um myth hunters and dealing with oh. that sort of stuff yeah not not oh. necessarily good not necessarily evil so it's like uh yeah pretty cool that that we'll get this little confirmation of where the tomb takers originated from and yeah, again, it makes sense if they're all blood hunters. It's yeah, or along the yeah. lines. Yeah, it's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a little moment later too. Then when like Travis was still thinking about it, thinking he's like, oh yeah, it's it's that um, because the claret. Like I always say, claret. Matt said claret. I don't know. Yeah, again, uh, it's one of them. It's red, red orders. Um, yeah. The claret orders. Uh, they've got like a subsection of it which is like werefolk and like mm-hmm. werewolves and that sort of thing. I think that was Travis making oh. a connection to the werewolves. It's like, oh, it's them. Um, oh. So that I thought that was, yeah. Uh, oh, I wonder if anyone in the Tomb Takers is a werewolf. Oh, I'm getting my theory. Who do you think it would be? Who do you think it would be? The elf. I reckon the elf. Yeah, we haven't seen them do anything yet. Tithel, I think their name is. Tithel, yeah. Oh. Calling it, calling it now. Someone in the Tomb Takers is a werewolf. There's always got to be a werewolf theory, I think, surrounding Critical Role. Yeah, that's I agree. <laughs> Especially because isn't because if they're all blood hunters or you know some kind of an blood archetype involving blood, 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 isn't yeah. one of the uh, subclasses for blood hunter like lycanthropy or something? Yes. Yeah, it's like a uh, order of well, no. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's like order of the lycan or something yeah. like that. So, hey, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I like it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, man, I've got, I've got so many theories about like Lucian as well, mm-hmm. which we can get to a bit later, but yeah. Oh boy. Like I was saying to you before we started here, I was a bit like, not like not looking forward to the episode. I was really keen for it to be back, but I was like, oh, it's just going to be trudging through snow. It's just going to be them chatting, which I don't know why I was apprehensive to them chatting because it's always amazing. But I was just Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, I just want the story to progress. I want them to get to Ale. But this was like, they spent like one day of travel this whole episode and it was amazing. Um, All the backstory we got on the Tomb Takers, all the kind of insights into Lucian that we got... Mm -hmm. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> so it was like a lot. My brain, my yeah. brain's going off. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really know what I was expecting for this episode. Oh. I kind of figured because usually when there have been periods of breaks, um, specific, specifically with holiday breaks yeah. and stuff, um, yeah, the the cast is usually like super giggly, and you know they're they're just mm. you know getting back into things they haven't played dnd in a while so it's usually not that high stakes of an episode it's pretty chill yeah um and while i I would consider this episode like fairly chill um there was definitely a lot of interesting story progression through learning more about the backstories of the tomb takers and molly i'm kind of like what you were saying um so definitely super super happy about that and let's see in chat who was paying attention because I certainly wasn't, and I don't think Alana was, of the names of the Somnovan 
<laughs> that Matt I, that Matt I had dropped. I definitely heard them. I did. Yeah, I definitely heard them, but I yeah. I cannot say I remember their names. I know but the we names did get of their names. the Doom Takers. Yes. And we only got I think three name um, three names of the Subnovan. Which is cool. That's even more backstory. The fact that yeah. Lucian was like being somewhat open about that mm-hmm. too. Um Ira. One was Ira. Thank you, cool cat. I'm just gonna trust you. Oh yeah. I yes, I do believe one of them was Ira. Oh, here we go. Lynn. Well done. Oh. Okay, we've got Luctus, Gadius, Gordius, maybe? Ira Vig- Vigilon. Uh, yeah, they sound like stupid wizard names. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we have awesome. at least, what is that, almost half, around half of the Somnova name, because there's yeah. nine of them, awesome. I would assume? 45%, I don't know, I, quick math. Something, something like that. It's around, yeah. it's around a math number. People don't come to the show for math. <laughs> yeah, this isn't a math podcast. Um, but anyway, let's keep it story progression because yes. uh i love the idea that the entire start of the episode is them having this conversation with lucian like they'd already kind of decided to travel together but them still trying to get in the long rest i know um, <laughs> yeah like and lucian just calls him out and like well i kind of like you a bit underpowered at the moment yeah so i don't want you to long rest and they hey. just kept trying to do it yep. he's Fair being enough. honest yeah yeah um I feel like that is something true. Yeah, he's been honest with them quite a lot, but it's like lying through a mission a little bit. What yeah. He's doing. Like he does hold a lot yeah. of stuff back. Um, mm. Doesn't give them all the answers. But I feel like apart from when he's talking about himself, mm-hmm. like personality-wise, a lot of the stuff he's telling them is the truth. Yeah. Because um, that came up a lot of times how like they caught him on his shit of like when he was just lying to them, not about... Yeah any of the law just him himself um yeah but i i loved them just trying to sleep i loved the moment where like they find the metal wheelchair under the oh snow, yeah and they're like oh Dagen's my god yeah. Dagen's he's dead. Just, like, dead under the snow yeah and he's just like lying completely still yep. um he's so cool he's i love Dagen. Cool <laughs> i just love like he loves us he wants to keep coming with us yeah. i want the rest of my money <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect i wonder yeah. i wonder if he's still going to be following them across the lava river i feel like has he said that he's crossed it before i feel like i, I would assume he probably has yeah i think he's fine i think he can yeah. figure it out himself mm-hmm. he's probably got like an incredible snow attachment on yeah his wheelchair probably something like, wicked cool yeah that we don't get to see. <laughs> yeah. I'll never get a chance um, to see. But no, I think he's fine. I think he can make it across. No problem. Mm-hmm. Um. One thing <laughs> one thing that I noticed um, about these conversations that Lucian and the Mighty Nine have been having is that they are definitely, understandably, asking Lucian a lot of questions and Lucien even pointed that out. He was like, you know, you guys are asking me a lot of questions and this conversation feels pretty one-sided. But then the party says, oh, you know, you can ask us anything and we'll answer. But it's yeah. like, I noticed that every time then that Lucien does ask them a question, the Mighty Nine either don't answer it or they <laughs> answer his question with asking a question yeah. from him. 
So it still yeah. turns out to be a very one-sided conversation. So I can understand why Lucian is getting rather frustrated with the party, but yeah, it's fair I, I just found it pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, even though they're kind of being amenable and talking, they mm-hmm. still don't trust each other at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. To the point where he dispels the polymorph of oh, them yeah. trying to flee. Yep. To be fair, they were trying to flee. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they were like, True. all right, we're leaving. True. Um, not caring if these guys fall in lava. Um, and also potentially trying to sabotage it on the way out. So, fair, fair call on Lucian's part there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Man, that was funny. But then, oh, my heart was... It was such an interesting combat, too. Because it wasn't necessarily trying to, you know, kill the fire elementals. It was just trying to get across the lava to not die. But the layer of intensity that Veth and Jester added to it, well, by trying to, you know, unstrap the uh, the bag across Zorin, and then Veth failing to... uh, Cast the spell on Otis definitely, definitely yeah. made my heart race a little bit more than than it needed to during that encounter. Uh, Otis is bizarre as well. Like, I know they're all kind of a bit creepy because they've all got the kind of like illusion speaks through them, and they're clearly part of this cult, um, which I think we can call it a cult now. Um, but like. Zoran kind of has a decent personality. Mm-hmm. Ty Tyfell? Ty well Ty Tyfell? Tyfell, I think it is. Tyfell. They seem like just kind of like a quiet. Lucian's obviously got all the personality in the world. Uh yeah. he's kind of quiet, but Otis is spooky. Otis yeah, is Otis like, Otis is a kind of an oddball. Matt plays a lot of small folk as like really creepy. Like there's that gnome back in um the uh the gentleman's place. Do you remember that guy? Oh, Dweeze, is it? Dweeze? Yeah, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Really creepy guy yeah. as well. <laughs> like, I just keep getting like that imagery for Otis because it's just like kind of yeah, yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> no, wasn't, I don't like wasn't it. there another creepy one? The guy who led them through the Labenda swamps that was like hitting on Yasha. They like roomed yeah, together. Yeah, he was. He was a human though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, Matt Smallfolk. They're amazing. <laughs> and then we and then we have our gem, uh Yeza. Yeza is, is oh, the diamond yeah, in the rough. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Never change, Yeza. But that that was a <laughs> what 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 it was it was this episode. What conversation were they having where uh Oh Oh I think it was I between Caleb and Caleb and, yeah. and Veth where they're like my husband has no game. No game. And that's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Um, I want to talk about that conversation. I've got some thoughts about it. <laughs> yeah, all, all th- th- those there. We got some nice back to back to back to back conversations that evening. Mm. Oh, uh, that were yeah, all really great. Some of them were like really fun and lighthearted. Some of them were like, like ships. Yeah. That, like we wanted to explore and then some were like deeply depressing and sad and yeah <laughs> like yeah. a whole range of deep and meaningfuls in yeah uh, critical role yeah uh, <laughs> um oh boy yeah so let's see where are we up to <laughs> what else uh was, was there anything else in the conversation the be- in the beginning i mean obviously we had you know um the same dick 
uh, comment yeah. where they're, you know, poking okay. fun at Lucian. Yeah. And actually got him, got him to laugh. So, you know, he's not entirely humorless, I suppose. Yeah. Um, um, that, was, that was hilarious. But then we had also <laughs> Caduceus trying to, not trying to piss him off, but maybe unknowingly did by telling Lucian that they can offer like a new perspective on things, but it seems like Lucian oh, is kind of lost. Tough. He's kind of yeah. lost. Lucian's kind of lost in his own arrogance where he believes that he's this all knowing being because of the Somnovan giving him this knowledge. And I feel like it's like yeah. his arrogance is like, is blinding him in that classical sense. Caduceus is so good at calling people out on that. Yeah. He doesn't really have a social filter. Caduceus, yeah. he, um, he, yeah, he's not concerned with like, coming across as rude he's just yeah. honest yeah so him saying like you lack perspective like you've only got two eyes it's great wording as well yeah like, you've only got two eyes and like lucian's laughing he's like but no you really do like yeah but then he alluded to something else lucian i think i think he was alluding to like the somnovan or the like the uh -huh. greater entity um but yeah like he he's saying like you need to think of other people's perspective and then there was that great callback later in the episode where like uh oh, what was it because yasha caught him out on it too she said like perspective um because he said something ah i should have been oh. out of bed what was that guys can you remember it was like um oh, damn it that's just gone from my brain yeah yasha with the burnt foot oh. is that it yeah she's like yeah perspective Either way, it was great. It was a lovely callback. But yeah, Caduceus calling out people. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, she yeah she indicated down. She pointed to her foot. That's it. Um, man, so good. But again, what makes uh, like meta wise, what makes also that interaction between Caduceus and Lucian even better is you know that was Talison's old yeah. character. You know that was Molly. So it just it adds that that you know just extra <laughs> layer of, of depth out of game at the very so least. Weird. Like, one, to be finally getting some backstory of a character you created but not playing that character. Yeah. Um, it just makes it, like, yeah, very bizarre. Very bizarre that he's not playing that character. Um, obviously, it makes sense because he's got his own character and it's a yeah. different person. Um, maybe. Uh, so, still a bit strange. But, yeah, I love it when he's just, like, freaking out about anything matt's saying about lucian yeah. or like like even at the end when they get to the tarot cards like freaking out about anything molly related mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. yeah it's so good <laughs> i'm trying to i'm trying to keep up with chat as well as we do. i know chat's flying <laughs> sorry sorry if i'm not responding to chat um oh but that yeah, was man. pretty much it from that uh early conversation um yeah and then obviously we had the, uh, the pseudo combat. It was more of like a race to get across yeah. the lava river. Yeah, it wasn't even like a battle map. Um, but the implications of that scene, uh, given that you know Otis recognized that Veth tried to cast a spell uh, on them, oh. Zoran didn't quite pick up on the fact that Jester was trying yeah. to pull some stuff, but. And then, you know, we later found out that Otis at least told Lucian what Veth was up to because Lucian made it like a side comment 
about some of the things that happened earlier in that day. So did you tell him or did Lucian just know? True. <laughs> true. But yeah, no, that's not good. Um, no. <laughs> that like it was obvious like and and then Veth didn't even try to play it off as any kind of like oh no i was trying to help you it was just like yeah right. that happened yeah like, <laughs> yeah but i, I guess um, i mean, does otis know what kind of a spell was being cast i don't know it wasn't it wasn't confirmed but but maybe they felt like an influence over themselves. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Although, yeah, that's how that's what it influences the person. So, yeah. yeah it that makes sense. Like, yeah. <laughs> Someone's just said they're wearing the same shirt as me. Cool. Oh nice. <laughs> oh, is that one of the? Oh yeah, it's the Vak. Vak, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh boy. Yeah. No, that's not great in terms of trust. Um, <laughs> right and as but, as we saw then you know later when they're having more conversations around the fire um this this is jumping a little far ahead into the episode but you know the consequences of of many of the things that have happened between the tomb takers and the mighty nine ha are starting to you know reach a boiling point almost lucy yeah. is as matt said starting to lose his patience um, yeah with the party yeah definitely um yeah, it's going to be, oh, well, well, I'm not jumping ahead, but because of the way this episode ended, um, I'm super excited to see the start of the next episode. Um, yeah. I know everyone is, but, like, I think it's going to be, because it ended so quickly. We'll get to it, yeah. but it just ended really yeah. quickly. Um, but before the Lava River, before the Fire Elementals, they had their chats. We completely skipped the wonderful chats. That Was that before? The chats by the river's edge. Were oh, so, that's right. That all happened yeah. in the evening. Oh, I thought that, for some reason, I, in my head, I thought that happened after. No, you are right, though. You are yeah. right. So we had uh, Bo and Yasha go to the river's edge and discuss uh, their their plans for their date. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I feel like maybe Bo was pushing for, let's just have the date here. And Yasha's like, no, no, I want to wait. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the ultimate oh. troll sam <laughs> oh so it's it's so funny sam sam is like the king with like meta comedy i feel like yeah he, he always yeah. he always he always does this stuff um but sadly you know our boat our bo yasha manifesting efforts unfortunately did not quite work in our favor for this episode doesn't mean it won't work for next episode I still yeah. have hope that we'll get a Boyasha date soon. I feel like we will. I think Caleb was very much suggesting that he was going to invite the Tomb Takers into the tower. Yes. So, but it might be weird for Yasha if, like, Lucian's in the tower. Like, <laughs> man, she oh, said yeah. at some point, um, no, because I was just talking about, oh, it, it's a bit hard to think now whether it was her talking to Bo talking to Veth or talking to Jester because Yasha had three good talks this episode. Um, so she said at some point, like, it's so weird looking at him, it's so weird seeing him. Mm -hmm. Um, saying, like, I just want him back. It's like, Ugh. like it's so yeah. sad, yeah. Um, but then, uh, because I feel, oh no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, because I feel like, um, 
very strongly at least some of the Mighty Nine, especially Asha, maybe feel like they can get Molly back. Um, mm-hmm. It's really interesting um, and something we can absolutely theorize about. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> and especially, again, not to jump ahead, but given, you know, the ending of this episode, it's it's definitely on the table now. Um, yeah. But one thing that we've, we've talked about in previous um, episodes of the podcast was will Lucian have any kind of a reaction when he sees, like, the mural in mm. uh, the, the tower that's dedicated to him? If it might, you know, jog yeah. anything or if he'll just look at it, you know, and not have think- any particular thoughts on it. Because I think he's picking up well, we don't know. We don't know yeah. like how much he knows. We don't know if he remembers all the time with the Mighty Nine or not. Um, he's obviously acknowledged the fact that they cared about Molly, but they've kind of he's kind of ignored it. He's like, oh well, you know, not me. Um, but it's interesting to know because I think they've brought up the coat. I think Yasha had the coat with her when they yes. were talking to him, and he didn't have any reaction to it. Really, he didn't have any reaction to the flower that she gave him or at least any visible reaction. So either he's playing it super cool or it's just gone from him. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, At least gone in the sense that it's not on the surface. Um, So yeah, I'm excited that I think there probably won't be much of a reaction other than, Oh, cool. Like, yes, I really liked him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, but yeah, uh, I'm trying to think what else happened. <laughs> chats were good. When did the chats in the dome? Was that that was like right after? I think. Yeah, um, that was them taking watch for the nights, wasn't it? Yes, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. So we had Caleb yeah. and Veth, Jester and Yasha, Bowen, Ford. Yeah, and the Caleb and Veth conversation was quite depressing. Yeah, I'm like so. <laughs> So Quite sad. About. I uh, it was, it was brutally honest in a lot of ways. Them talking yeah. about each other, but it was really out of character for Veth. And yeah, it's really if... good post on Reddit, and I'm gonna say it was by that yellow teapot on Reddit, um, like asking like, what's going on with Veth? And there was really good discussion in there, talking about how, uh, normally like Veth doesn't always like baby Caleb like not used mm-hmm. to baby Caleb a lot Veth doesn't do it so much but she's never explicitly cruel like she kind of was in this conversation yeah. she's saying like, yeah you need to feel guilty like we've got our mm-hmm. own guilt like don't feel guilty about that you've got so much other stuff to feel guilty about mm-hmm. and it, it I don't I didn't feel like a joke it felt like she was being serious yeah about it um and the discussion in that post led to like is this some kind of corruption from the dagger, maybe? Oh. And I thought, that's really cool. It that's is a cool. really cool concept. Um, this idea that she's becoming maybe a little bit uh, not evil in any she's sense. She's losing like herself because, like, when she uses it, she's sacrificing yeah. her, like, essence to empower it. Yeah. Um, because it did strike me that conversation of, like, like, it, it was a classic kind of Veth and Caleb having a chat, Caleb feeling really down about something. <laughs> not, to, not to dismiss Caleb's feelings, but Caleb feeling really kind of upset about something, feeling guilt. And normally Veth is quite supportive. Um, yeah. And she would. It's like, yeah, you know, I love you. But mm-hmm. um, she was talking about her own guilt and 
her own feelings of selfishness, like whether you accept that or not, but she was feeling selfish for leaving a family. Yeah. But it just, yeah, it felt kind of a bit, I don't, I don't mean to say cruel. She wasn't necessarily cruel, but it, what she said felt kind of cruel. Um, yeah. It wasn't necessarily a typical uh, reassuring conversation. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think like as Liam's role play is always incredible. And I feel like it might be a bit harder that they're not all at the table together, mm-hmm. but he still role plays and he still physically oh, yeah. acts character so well, um, which is like why I love that character. Um, he's just, cause normally in those conversations, he starts down, head down and he stayed that way, that entire yeah. conversation. Mm-hmm. He, there was no kind of real perk up. Um, he was just still so down cause there was no real, positive resolution to that conversation it was like yeah we are total pieces of shit we should feel bad good night like mm-hmm. um oh yeah it, it kind of like upset me a bit because i love kayla and beth conversations because yeah. it's always like let's work through our backstories let's work through our angst and exactly. this is like no let's feel it let's yeah dwell on it yeah. um which is also the angst i require um, oh yeah of course <laughs> But it's sad. So yeah. I really like the idea that maybe the dag is influencing it. Yeah, um, I didn't even think might, of that. Might not be. Might just be. Um, might just be how Sam was feeling on the night. I wanted to role play that way. Yeah. Um, but you know, cool, cool theory. I like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. But then Chad is sort of talking about you know what if Beth decides to leave after this Isocross arc? What does that mean I for thought, Beth, and what does yeah. that mean for the party as well as Caleb? Because that's kind of where the conversation was heading a bit, but I felt like it was leaning more towards her staying and like, yeah, le- not leaving her family, but not going back full time to her family. Because mm-hmm. um, she was saying like, because Caleb's like, you know, I feel guilty because I dragged you out here, and she's like, no, you didn't. I wanted you to, like, I, I wanted to come. Um, mm-hmm. But again, I feel like that's also dag influence because previously beth's always been like you know i really want to be with my family that's my main concern that's my main goal i love adventuring i want to do it but my main focus is my family now it feels like a little bit different it feels a little bit like i love my family i really do but i i my main goal is adventuring Mm -hmm. um uh so yeah it's it's always going to be sad whatever happens yeah i mean maybe it's because this past last night's episode and the episode previous um, and maybe even a couple of episodes before that, because they're dealing with such a, you know, insane scenario with trying to stop the Tomb Takers and the Sonovan, this city, and then with Jester having her that, where she aged, you know, five, five or yeah, so years yeah. and stuff. A few members of the party have talked about like, man, we really could just like die tomorrow. So maybe just that sentiment alone is starting to finally yeah. like sink in to each member of the party and for beth this is kind of her way of like realizing like oh my gosh like we we literally yeah. could die and so maybe she's expressing that through feeling guilty about the different things you know she's oh, done yeah. so yeah there's probably definitely a lot of things that are weighing down on everyone yeah now and at this point and there's no like like i said like caleb and beth their conversations is often Beth reassuring uh caleb like that's no, that's no one's job. Like, it's not Beth's job to make Caleb feel better. She's allowed to feel yeah. sad and guilty and upset herself yeah. and not have to be the perky one in the conversation. So that's all fine. I just I just like the kind of the time oh, yeah. maybe that there is some other influence. 
Which honestly, if there is no other influence, it's still a really good conversation. It's still a really cool character moment. Um, them having these doubts. Yeah. 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 Even the, you know this far into women, when you know we obviously know that they are quite capable and powerful, you know people. Yeah. Um. So it's it it makes them feel more real when they have these moments of doubt. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. It's really because nice it's to not see. just like a yo ho yo ho the adventurous. Yeah. Like me, exactly. Like facing the consequences of these choices. Um, it was a really good conversation I saw recently. They're talking about you know, does a character in D and D need to have like dead family or like dead parents was the conversation (laughs) yeah um and it's like the conversation turned to like well if an adventurer has a family they're a piece of shit because they're leaving their family behind and it's like well there's so much more to it because yeah like it's great for the backstory like it's a really cool concept to have in your backstory but then you get to that point where you need to start to justify leaving your family because the conversation turned to at a, a level five adventurer is able to do like a quest for a month and have a lifetime supply of gold. Like the amount of gold you make is ridiculous. Oh, so yeah. it's at the point where now they're what, like level 13. I know they're saving the world and all that sort of mm-hmm. stuff, but it, I, I know it's Sam's character, but realistically they could do this without Veth. I mean, they could do it without one of each of the members, maybe not yeah. one of the clerics, they're clerics. Mm-hmm. Um, but realistically, they've got friends, they've got like NPCs they could call in to help. They could realistically do it without Veth. It's more her wanting to see this out and help yeah. her friends. That's um, a good point. Yeah, uh, but obviously that's not how D&D works. Right. Sam's there. Yeah. But again, Sam could always bring in Tarry and Darrington and we could have him in Isilcross. Yeah. And could you imagine how good that would be? Oh my gosh. Oh. <laughs> imagine this, this super tense Lucian arc. Uh <laughs> And Tarion like, just shows up. And Tarion shows up. But yeah, it's like, uh, I, I think it's really interesting that it's going to be a really big thing when Veth finally decides what she's going to do. Uh, and it might be the campaign oh, yeah. end. Because I feel like this was her saying, like, no, I've got to do this. I'll do Isocross with my friends and then I'll go back. Yeah. Uh, or was it. Okay, now I'm just rambling a bit here, so tell me to shut up if I go on. <laughs> no, please but continue. She she said at one point, like, I'm going to do this, and then I'm probably done. Was that end the war? Because then she had a conversation with Yes, and Yes was like, no, go. Like, don't worry. Like, essentially I... Matt saying, no, it's fine, keep playing. Um, but was that... Because she, I feel like there was a definitive point at which she said, I'm going to get my body back. I'm going to help finish I think, the war. And then I'm coming home. And I then feel like most recently it was with what they're doing now. I think yeah. like when, when they had left, she was like, um, I'm going to go, you know, help see this through to the end. And then once it's over, then I'll be back. And that'll but, be it. Because no, there was something previous to that, which was like the dead end for her essentially it was like i'm going oh. to not um to steal a word from chat because it's a really good word rationalize i'm not going to keep rationalizing adventuring i'm going to say i'm home with my family but then yes is like no do it and caleb's like no don't worry i can you know chuck up the mansion your family can come with us and she's like okay i can turn this into like a part-time job sort of thing um previous to that she was very much like i'm done after this point 
And mm-hmm. I think it might have been because I don't see her being like, no, I must support my friends as they do this job for Vesper. Yeah. Like it was that's like a job. It's obviously turned yeah. into something much more, but that was just kind of like a contract. Mm-hmm. So it's just keeps adding on the fact that this contract, like this one little job has turned into um, a life or death yeah. cataclysmic arc. Um, is she then going to be like, all right, now I'm really done. She's going to be like, everything the mighty nine touches turns to cataclysm. I need to stay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is all end of the world stuff. Always with you guys. I mean, at this point, that's that's probably something she's been thinking about. So I wouldn't be surprised if she ultimately decides to just, you know, be like, okay, this this is it. Once this is over, I'm done. Because yeah. I know I know for a fact you guys are going to be getting into more shenanigans and more things. So I need to have, you know, I need to look after myself and I need to just say, this is it. I'm done. Just think of all the things. Like, we don't know if, how long the campaign's going to go. We've had our yeah. guesses. But think of all the loose ends. Like, if they all get addressed, you've got Ukato, you've got the Hag, you've yeah. got maybe Geladon. Probably not. I don't reckon. Maybe in the mm-hmm. campaign anymore. But, like, the entire Solstice Academy, not Solstice Academy, the Cerberus Assembly. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Abe's arc. Yeah. Um, I feel like aspects of Bo's arc aren't resolved. Obviously, Ukatoa, yeah. we've got to go back to Caduceus's family, yeah. um, which I feel might probably be resolved, at least in some extent. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, like... <laughs> even even Jester, because Jester, you know, still wants to reunite the yeah, gentleman and her mother. Yeah. Man, I hope I kind of hope that's a one-shot, like, after the campaign. Oh, man. The parent trap yeah, the par- a parent trap one-shot. Oh, my gosh. It would be nice if the campaign ended with, like with at least at some point before it ends the gentleman yeah. and Marion getting back together. Um, but there is still so much. I don't see this being like, you know, in 20 episodes time when this arc ends, depending how long this arc is, 20 episodes is a really long time. But whenever this arc ends, they'd be like, <laughs> they'd be like, <laughs> they're like, uh, all right, that's it. Like, we're just going to, you know, chill for a year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe. Yeah. I remember we, um, Sorry, the rambling is continuing. I remember we at one point said um, we thought they might take a year break after TravelerCon. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They might do it after this. If they actually yeah. stop the Somnovan coming back or whatever and they avoid this cataclysm, which is totally Thara's doing, by the way. I'm just putting my theory out there right now. Um, if they stop that now, they might be like, what's our most pressing concern? okay, it's the Cerberus Assembly. That's going to yeah. take time. Let's take a break. Yeah. Um, and then Veth can go off and live with her family for a year. Like, uh, I could see that being a time for a break. And it's... Yeah. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I, I, I could definitely see that. Um, you know, like we were saying, we're, we're trying to figure out... Because it, it, I feel like they need, like, a year, a year break. Yeah. Um, just to you know work things yeah. out on their own do their own individual individual character you know it things so problems of like veth wanting to be away from her family it would mean that we miss out on a ton of relationship building i think between like Ford that's and yeah Jessa that's also true America. yeah like they'd come back after the year and like bo and yasha would be married or something and yeah like, what? <laughs> yeah yeah um that's also so, true. But then, you know, uh, 
year-long breaks like this could also, depending on what each character decides to do, they could equal, you know, potential one-shots in the future, you know, like a, a prequel sort of thing. Yeah. Um, anyway, the episode. Yeah, yeah, anyways. <laughs> um, that was, and then, what was the next conversation? The, the next one, the next one was uh, Jester and, yeah, Jester, Jester and Yasha. Yeah. Oh, a much lighter conversation. Oh yeah, yeah, a nice, a nice change of change of mood uh, between yeah. Jester and Yasha. Oh, um, it was beautiful. It was so good because mm-hmm. I think yeah, Jester is the biggest Boyasha shipper. I know. Like, <laughs> I think did, didn't Laura even say that on like a Talks Machina episode yeah. where she's like, "Oh, I love them." Yeah, uh, it's it's just so sweet. Uh, the fact that they were both so excited for each other. I know. Other. It was so I cute. Love, I love Yasha animated. Because yeah. she's got like a stoic, quiet... She's obviously come out um, oh, yeah. of so much since uh, like and even the island, even before that. Yeah. But yeah. And one small thing, even though, you know, the conversation she had with Veth where, you know, Sam is being, you know... Yeah, a troll. A, go- a, a goof. Um, Yasha initiated a hug with Beth yeah. well after so reading sweet. the poem yeah yeah that, oh, yeah. that sweet was really funny that's sweet that poem was really funny yeah um, <laughs> but yeah no um Yasha getting excited because like when Jess is like he kissed me she's like what yeah <laughs> like yeah um, yeah total yeah I need more kind of Jester and Yasha just having um deep and meaningfuls and girl talk it's adorable. I know. I can't. I can't That's wait. Cool. I can't wait for Bo and Yasha to have their first kiss, and then even if, even if like Jester isn't there to witness it, Laura still is. <laughs> yeah. So I can't wait to see yeah. Laura's reaction. But then I also then can't wait for then Yasha and Jester to have a conversation, and then Yasha telling Jester that they kissed, and then seeing Jester's reaction to it. Oh, it's gonna be so good. I kind of want Bo and Yasha's kiss to be yeah, like quiet and intimate. But the idea that Jester is also there when it happens is really appealing to me. Uh, yeah, like I can yeah. see it happening like in the midst of battle or something. They kiss. I, I was just gonna say, like, yeah, out. because of you know because of this talk of like oh my gosh you know we could die tomorrow like we could die today you know we're dealing with oh, forces yeah. greater than than ourselves. Um, if they reach some kind of a climactic battle with the Tomb Takers or otherwise. And things are looking yeah. pretty dire, like Yasha or Bo are looking pretty uh pretty rough. I could see see one of them kissing the other as just uh you know, I wanna do this just in case, you know, we don't make it out of this alive. I could definitely I see something sh- like that happening. This show makes well, it makes me feel like a teenager. Because we're like, Oh, they got a kiss. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> are they um, gonna hold hands? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like it's honestly that. Um yeah. <laughs> It's it's wanting something sweet and happy <laughs> to yeah. enjoy. Um, exactly. Oh boy! But yeah, no, that was it was really sweet. Uh, Jessa talking about the kiss uh, again, showing like a bit more of her maturity, saying like it's nothing like yeah. the books I've read. I feel this connection to him. I feel comfortable with him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really sweet. Um, and like mirrored mirrored that to like bow and forth talk <laughs> it was <laughs> like, pretty similar but then but then yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um i love that relationship so much um the f- captain and the first mate yeah so good it's so good <laughs> that, that they were very uh wholesome scenes 
Yeah, but but again, the the, the contrast that you kind of were talking yeah. about, you know, Jester describing the the kiss, and then Ford describing it. Ford being like, I don't know, I don't know how to feel yeah. about it. Like that was scary. Like I was terrified. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just yeah. I'll, oh man, Ford's such a good character, and it's just the way Travis plays him. Yeah, like he's this super high charisma guy, but he is like so. Uh, not confident in himself a lot yeah. of times like even in his abilities like he's always been uh the first to kind of say like i don't know what i'm doing like i don't know who i am what what's happening yeah. kind of thing i feel um and not from oh, sorry you go no i was gonna say it's, it's just interesting that you say that and as lynn is now bringing up in chat like he's playing the low wisdom very very well yeah. where you know he always feels lost he feels like he never knows who he is or what he should be doing yeah um, he doesn't have, he doesn't recognize the confidence that he should have in himself. Um, so he, he plays that like, really well. I think Caduceus's influence on him is so important. Yeah. Which we haven't had a lot of Ford Caduceus scenes in a while. Um, I hope we get some eventually because I love it when they bond over the Wild Mother and I love Caduceus kind of like leading him on, on uh, just like a think thought process. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, it's true. It's like the low wisdom. He's he's intelligent. He's charismatic. He's just not that kind of. Uh, he's contemplative. He just doesn't yeah. know what to contemplate. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, it's it's oh man, it's so good. The the characters complement each other so well. Oh, I know. Um. <laughs> um, but speaking of these wonderful conversations, we can segue into our fan art section as they Ooh, are quite hello. appropriate um we'll go with mine <laughs> oh, yeah. first because mine was a bit earlier in the episode but still a conversation uh here is my pick for for this week's fan art by at mercada2 on twitter it was the uh wonderful handshake between yasha and Bo <laughs> that they shared next to the lava i forgot about the handshake <laughs> yep <laughs> So good. Then you know there's a little shooting star in the background, so you know, maybe their maybe their wishes will come true. But I, I just love I love seeing like the height difference between Bo and Yasha. Yeah. Did we talk about this? Like how Yasha's not actually that tall. Yeah, she's like, only like I think like five eleven. Like like last... like between five eight and five eleven, I think yeah, is what average. She's like average size, just below six foot, but like somehow the art has just grown yeah. to her being. and i'm here for it <laughs> yeah it's, it's amazing i love it <laughs> it's just um it's so funny to see but man i love white haired yash i keep forgetting that she's got this like snow white oh hair. yeah it's beautiful yeah. it's lovely and yeah. seeing all the art especially her with like the um oh no i'm not gonna know what it's called it's not yashanka that's like oh the the, the hat the hat yeah chat can't see me right now but i'm rhyming <laughs> the hat um <laughs> If anyone knows the name of that type of hat, let me know. But yeah, I love it. It's it's such a cool yeah. aesthetic. Oh, but so so cozy, and uh, oh, with their abs out in the freezing cold winter. I know, classic, <laughs> classic, classic. I love the the suspenders. I just I just realized she has suspenders on. Repping the suspenders. Let's go. <laughs> um, but yes, at Mercada two on Twitter. Fabulous art. And then we have uh, Alana's pick, which is you know. Uh, on the conversations that we were, you know, talking about earlier by at Knox Lottle on Twitter. 
We have the, yeah. the cute the cute little conversations between Bo and Ford and Jester and Yasha with the rest of the party sleeping. I just yeah, and <laughs> you can see like Bo's kicking cad at the <laughs> bottom. Um I just love Ford's kind of embarrassed, but also he's like really listening to oh, yeah. Yeah. face. Um yeah, I, I just thought this is really sweet. I like the juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love oh. again, again, Yasha's hair is incredible. I know. Oh. I love Jester's expression, her her blushed cheeks, her smile. Oh. So good. I I, I love oh. Jester art particularly, just because mm. people draw her so adorably that oh so cute. Love it. So Ah, but those were wonderful conversations. Wonderful conversations yeah. that we had that was... Because uh, I, I love I love uh, Nightwatch conversations. Those are probably my favorite scenes. Yeah. Um, that's like, when I feel like that... characters open up the most. It's like the therapy sessions. Yeah, because it's now we've got like tower scenes as well. Mm -hmm. But it's also nice to go back to kind of the taking watch. Um, yeah. Just waiting Mm -hmm. yeah um but then because i guess we already talked about then in the morning when they ran across the river or i guess what we should talk about real quick is the fact that molly never sleeps or lucy oh, yes, never I sleeps talk, i want to talk about that I really eyes unblinking that. eyes um, never close okay um because i put this on twitter like is he maybe a warlock like I know, okay, this, this is going to sound crazy, but, like, I know we've not had any other indication, but there's a specific Eldritch invocation, which is, like, you don't need to sleep at all. Oh. Um, and, um, like, could he maybe, like, the fact that he's being gifted boons from his patron, like, huh. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting strong warlock vibes from him, from maybe. this. Um, it's very, yeah, like, packed with the old one. Like, yeah, because, oh, no, again, if this is all... Deeply rooted somehow into Thera's Dune, then maybe. The Eldritch um, Invocation, which is called. Can't remember off the top of my head. It's like something, something, something. I'll look it up. Um, it's uh, it's specific to the Pact of the Tome feature, which mm. is where you get like a drawer of shadows. Like you have a secretive book. Uh, he's got a oh. book. <laughs> It's like an aspect of the moon. Thank you, Adam. Aspect of the moon. It's like, yeah, you don't need to sleep. Moon? Um, Did someone say moon? moon? <laughs> Ruinous? <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. Burn the case water. <laughs> oh my gosh. It Watch is Thurs, dude. <laughs> the critical role writers are, are going to snipe us out here. We know too much. <laughs> the moon's alive. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh... Yeah, but anyway, I think he might be a warlock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it could explain, like, the weird shit with the eyes. Uh, yeah, and, like, oh, boy, I don't know. <laughs> it's just really, oh. I think it's a really cool theory. Oh, my gosh. Um, but someone also mentioned uh, that, like, the fact that he doesn't blink, it's like eyes never shut. Yeah. Which is, like... Oh, did you already say that? You might have already said that. Oh no, like that's just what you know what we we're, we're we're talking about. Yeah. yeah it's... But like, yeah, it's such a creepy callback to Molly's death. <laughs> yeah. 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 
Oh man. Definitely. Yeah, I th- I'm gonna go with like Pact of the Tome, Warlock Federation. Mm. Oh, insane. Shit. Huh. Didn't even think about that. What if Rudus is a portal to the Astral Sea? Okay. Maybe like a like a but, because they're trying to create a portal with these threshold crests, right? Kind of. They're yeah, they're trying to. It's not so much a portal; it's like a teleportation magic. Yeah. But Molly was a follower of the Moonweaver as well. Like... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> How curious that is. How curious. Um, but then, you know, after the whole lava scene and the party was bedding down for the evening, they brought up, they were going to sleep in the tower until they, you know, rudely shut the door on Lucian. Oh, and Lucian yeah. being I... the brat that he is. Such a brat. That's such a good way to describe it. Oh my it. god. <laughs> um, like, if I can't yeah. have it, neither can you. Pretty much. <laughs> like, I get I get what Caleb was doing. It was kind of a risky move. It yeah. didn't pay off. But like, yeah. uh, it was frustrating. I saw um, there's someone I follow on Twitter who's like a massive Boyasha shipper. Like, that's all they've wanted is just like the Boyasha yeah. scene in the tower. They were furious. <laughs> that was so Yeah, Lucian keeps, keeps cock-blocking like, him. You ruined it! Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah that's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, but then I was I was surprised then that uh, Caleb and Bo, Caleb sort of leading leading the charge, confronted Lucian about it all and yeah. sort of you know laid everything out. Ooh, and he wants to see that book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I'm worried so... that Caleb is. I you know I think we're probably on the same <laughs> same wavelength here. Uh, because Lucian is being like, you know, they, they're granting me all this knowledge and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Caleb, uh, you know, that's right nope. up Caleb's alley, especially with some of the things he's alluded to wanting to accomplish. So. Ancient wizard power to, you know, do whatever they want. Sure, let me get yeah. in contact with that. Um, nope. Yeah. I guess. Where did the book, okay, remind me, where did the book come from? Did he they, say he just found it? I think, yeah, they looted it from somewhere, I believe. Because Lucian said that he, he wasn't always, like, a follower of the Somnovan and stuff. He stumbled upon the book and read it. Right. Then, you so know. It's like a, it's a journal. But what if it is, like, like, no, that's a bad example. I was going to say, like, a death note. But what if it is, like, an item that was specifically left by the Somnovan to enthrall someone well i mean that mm. seems like it is exactly what it is yeah um <laughs> there's not some great revelation on that geez um <laughs> but like what if it, like if it is like either this grimoire of shadows for the warlock theory or if it was like some kind of um there's another evil book in dean what if the... what it's called. <laughs> Is we're we're kind of under the assumption that this floating city is the collective consciousness of the Somnovan. Yes. Kind of. Yeah, because it kind of seems like they took that 
that pit of the city, the Cognosum Ward, and they took all the wizards within it to the Astral Sea to save it from Aeol crashing. Yeah. Is that correct? Yes. But something so. went weird. It was like hopping into a teleporter with a fly. Like, I feel like they got smushed together. Because um, they say that the city's like living. It's like breathing yeah. and moving and voices screaming out. It makes it seem as if the souls of the people were incorporated into the mass of the city. Which mm-hmm. is gross. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's really cool, but it's... Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, and then Lynn's pointing out the nine, the eyes of nine are like the leaders of the... Mm-hmm the subnovan yeah which like how long ago did aeol crash like that was during like that was during the calamity wasn't it like it was yeah around that time pre-calamity city it went down during the the divergence so that's old like that mean hmm. weird weird bubble of (laughs) yeah because now now i'm starting to think about this theory of like molly being or lucian being a warlock and stuff if this floating city is the collective consciousness of the people of, of sanovan or even just to the people of aeor in general mm. what if the what if the the eyes of nine reside in the book like their essence is in the book and that's how they're like able to influence uh lucian because then i kind of you know think of it similar to like kind of like a horcrux or whatever they sealed yeah. their their souls in this book that any you know anyone who is certain like you know looking for knowledge would stumble upon it and be inclined to read it maybe yeah that's how and they're able to he, influence he said too like I, I missed it a little bit <laughs> i really should rewatch these scenes if i want to talk about them but he mentioned like when he was doing the spell with vesterogna how he came in contact with the the city is that correct mm-hmm. so but and then and then he shattered like what yeah. is, he, is he implying that vesterogna shattered him or is he implying that the city shattered him mm. I, I don't i think know he was Vest- implying that Vess did right what if she didn't <laughs> what if like it was just the absolute chaos of that city like broke yeah. him literally and it caused him to appear dead um because i still feel like it was an astral projection spell she could have like put some flavor on it but you know yeah yeah okay okay yeah everyone's telling me the truth <laughs> gotcha okay yeah. huh okay hey. derogno admitted, admitted to it okay there you go <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> and there we go. <laughs> I'll just uh, cut out the you know the past you know couple minutes like, of maybe Vest made a mistake. Cut yeah, this. I did it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. The narrator chimes in. She did not. Yeah, make yeah. A mistake. She did not. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Run out. Yeah, yeah. Um, so good. But I'm interested. Anything? I wonder if because oh. because you know as we were saying before, Lucian has been pretty upfront with. The mighty nine lying by omission sure yeah um and maybe not answering direct questions that he doesn't want to answer but he hasn't you know lied so but i don't think we we can assume that he is lying when he's saying that there's still things in the book that he doesn't understand yeah and because the things he said has lined up with their knowledge so far yeah of 
the city and of the Somnova. Um, and I like that he described them, like, he, he definitely does have some doubts. Like, he described them as batty wizards. Yeah. Like, which is just a maybe his personality shining through a bit. But, yeah, like, probably. It's, um, it's weird for him to maybe have this reverence for them, but then also to kind of, like, insult them a little bit in his description of them. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, I... But I mean, if you think about it, that's such a warlock thing to do, to be yeah. like, I am powered by this great power, which I know nothing about. It's like Ford with Ukatoa, like, yeah, yeah. I got all these cool powers. What the mm-hmm. fuck is that? It's fake monster thing. Like, you know, um, that that was my Ford impression, by the way, apparently. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Um, I cast his and... spell on the illusion. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, the accents. Man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the accent scene was so good. But, um, yeah, uh, no, like, it, it, yeah, I'm sticking to Warlock just because I feel like it mm-hmm. is that kind of idea of, like, yeah, I, I have this quest, I know what my purpose is, I, I know how I got my powers, I just, I'm not 100% on the finer details. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> sorry, I'm just seeing asparagus typing in <laughs> accent. You don't get it. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my gosh. That was too good. That was too good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then, you know, I think one of the... There, there were a lot of, I think, important moments of this episode that will have, you know, further implications, especially some of the backstory drops we got. But the insane one was Jester's yes. arrow reading. Oh All right. my goodness. Where do we begin? Uh, okay, so I know I know very little about tarot in like real world, but mm. I know a lot. Like I'm also like a massive skeptic, but you know it's dandy. But like mm. I know that a lot of it is like how you read it. Yeah. But there is something in this, in this, the luck of the draw, the luck of the roll that made these specific cards. Again, with tarot, I feel like you can make any card relate to any situation in your life. Sure, it, it just, just depends on how oh, it relates to your it's situation. Like, it's like horoscope. It's like horoscope yeah. a bit. Like, you read it, you the horoscope, you're like, yeah, that relates to me. Um, no offense to anyone that likes that sort of stuff. But it's just like, the thematic, thematically, the way those cards were pulled yeah. was yeah. amazing. <laughs> like, to the point where they're yeah. joking about, like, writers, like, you know. I know. <laughs> Um, but the fact that the fact that he yeah. that Matt rolled a nine for the first roll, and that nine is a depiction of the calamity, is insane. Yeah. I, yeah, I love and hate nine so much because there shouldn't be that much meaning in it. <laughs> Why is there so? Much I know, meaning? I know. Because even Matt was like, "This, this fucking campaign. I can't believe it." <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But then, as as Adam put, you know, it specifically means history and the dream, and it relates to Lucian's past. You know, he had a dream of, you know, this, the Sandovan gave him a dream, and yeah. that led him to where he is now in his present. What was the name of that card again? <clears throat> the first one. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it if Jester gave a name. She just said it relates to history and a dream. I think. History, and, History the and the Dream. I guess, yeah, I guess that's that's what it's what it's named. Um, the only one that I'm trying to kind of figure out is the Tyrant, which relates to his present. 
Yeah. Could it be that the Mighty Nine are the Red Dragon that's facing him down? Maybe? Yeah, that's interesting. Two dragons. She didn't specify what color the other dragon was. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah, because... Yeah, that one's hard. But it was still very much like... Oh, God. I'm, I'm so bad at like, <laughs> talking about it was just so good in the moment yeah uh, it's red and blue. okay it's red and blue interesting red and blue hmm. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, that, that was the that one was the one that i wasn't entirely sure how to relate it maybe there's deeper meaning for Is red it? and blue dragons that might relate are the tarot cards online somewhere because people are talking about this stuff with a lot of certainty of like what these cards look like have i missed this are the cards available talison may have Post them on his Twitter, maybe? I'd love to, like, see that, if there is something like that. Because um, um, I, I interpreted it as the Red Dragon facing him, as the, like, him coming and crossing paths with the Mighty Nine, and then being at, like, a like an impasse, almost. Yeah. I mean, Red Dragons, too, though, like, because if you think about, like, the meaning behind a Red Dragon, it's, like, power and control and... Uh, greed so oh so maybe it's just more of the somnovan then yeah i don't know if it's like it, it could be it could be like just saying like um you've you're faced with this great power but there is like ego involved there is like mm. which i mean oh so maybe is... so maybe the card was more of like a self-reflection almost like this Maybe? is like this is what you could be will will become, <laughs> Lucian. Oh no, because I guess that would relate to his future. So maybe that's what he is now. A red he, he himself, or is just a you know a tyrant in a way. I mean, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Think about like. Oh yeah, think about like he's killed Vesterogna. He's like kind of. That was more personal though. I think. I don't think the Tomb Takers haven't killed anyone wait no yes i have yeah killed all the people in the, in the team. yeah <laughs> just a few irrelevant npcs yeah that's pretty bad <laughs> um i don't know that was a good one yeah but then the and final then... card death, <gasps> possibly meaning rebirth which led to I the love... hand twitch i love the way jester said that she's like it's yeah. Which is, you know, not necessarily yeah. a bad thing. Because, yeah, because, um, yeah, like, death, it can be transition, it can be yeah. change. Which could mean and so many different things. A fucking hair twitch. What's yeah. going on? <laughs> what does it yeah. mean? Yeah, what is does that just, mean? Is it just Lucian, like, like, feeling angry? Is it just Lucian feeling right. concerned? Is it Molly, like, inside? Right, yeah. Hanging on the door trying to get out. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and then that's the thing. It was like three and a half hours. It ended suddenly. Like yeah. there was no resolution to the night. There was no all right, then you go to sleep and we'll pick it up in the morning. It was he walks away and Matt kind of pauses for a bit thinking he's like, We're gonna end it there. I think he really wants to think about Lucian's yeah. response to that. Yeah. Um that's, yeah, that's the kind of vibe I got. And yeah, the two twitches too yeah like like yeah straight away i just thought oh that's molly that's like right 
because it called him out on death, rebirth, renewal. Because in a way, that's kind of what happened. That that's that's yeah. how Molly came to be. And what was the name of the card? Like, cause he had to roll to get death. It was. What was the name of this card? I don't know, cause I think it was. She rolled because depending on how you flipped the card, yeah, yeah. something was going to be facing death, you, and death. the way you flipped it, death. death was facing him. Ooh, man, man! I hope they release one day like a full tarot tarot guide yeah. uh, for D and D. Death, death was eighteen roll. Yeah, it could have been upright. Cool, 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 cool. Um, yeah. Oh boy. Oh my gosh! What does it mean? The two yeah. twitches. Because, oh. like, we saw throughout the episode him breaking his composure a little bit on occasion yeah. for comedic effect. Like, when they got lost and, like, then they're ribbing him about it. Like, yeah, I'm lost. Like, so what? Um, yeah. That was that was very Molly-ish. But, yeah. again, I still think that was just Lucian. There was also right. another moment, I can't remember what it was, but, like, where he had a, another slight little outburst. Um, and you're like, oh, that's kind of like how Molly would have acted in that situation. But this felt like, like he was really affected by it. Yeah. And he played it calm. He played it cool. I wish. I know Matt ended it, but I could have just like loved Bo to be like insight check. Um, yeah. Just to see what was he thinking in that scene because it was very much like, oh, that was very interesting. Thank you. I've mm-hmm. always been curious. And then he like leaves in the dead. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and turn and and turns away from everyone um because i said when when lucian sat down he was facing away from from the party from his group oh oh you think maybe lucian is is like having doubts now yeah because because it could just be like he's like oh shit is this leading me to my death yeah um which it probably is (laughs) like i don't see I don't see Lucian necessarily coming out of this alive either way, whether or not he works against the Mighty Nine or works with the Mighty Nine. I yeah. feel like it's a bad time for Lucian. Um, right. Yeah, people are pointing out the other outbreak was him shouting at Bo, which is <laughs> perfect Molly. Like, I yeah. hate you. Like, yeah. so but again, because Molly was always a part of Lucian. Molly was just the part that got rebirthed and, you know, was brought back into his body so yeah molly molly is still a part of lucian and we obviously see that coming yeah. out in his personality but molly didn't have all that other aspect of exactly yeah yeah it's like what's this it's like yeah all of all of molly was lucian not all of lucian is molly yes there you go that works yeah, <laughs> yeah. um Oh, oh boy, yeah, that was that was ridiculously good. Um, I know. I, I just love. I loved. I loved Laura's reaction as she was drawing the cards as well. She was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> and excuse me, and Travis in that scene is incredible because like it's just him like loving his wife because she's yeah. like. My God, and you just see Travis is like yeah. into it because <laughs> it is a bit of like just a playing it up. Um, but then you get these absolutely ridiculous pulls that have again so much kind of felt meaning. 
But I feel like tarot and cards have significant meaning in this world. Like, yeah. look at campaign one, there was those tarot readings um, in Marquette, which mm. were really cool. Um, they were super significant and had a lot of meaning to them as well. And what I like um, is uh, because Matt recognizes, you know, tarot cards and all that stuff, I feel like whenever i wouldn't be surprised i don't assume he does but i i would i would think that whenever a tarot card reading happens he will then try to weave the results of the tarot yeah. into the story in some way absolutely yeah um i like too that she didn't try to like uh cheat the result mm -hmm. either because she's done that before where she's like tried to slip a card in or like yeah um and like Molly did that as well, like the first time he ever mm -hmm. met Jester. Um, yeah, man. Sorry, I haven't seen this yet. Anyone else remember the pendant that I think Cree was wearing when they ran into the Tomb Takers? I was believed to describe as having red liquid in it. Someone's blood, most likely. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that, they need to get their blood back, that's for sure. <laughs> Kree's definitely got a sample of each of their bloods. Oh, yeah. And it is 100%. not okay. Yeah. Um, I, I guess we've reached the point of the episode where we can talk about our crazy tinfoil hat theories. They're going to get us sniped <laughs> by the... Uh... Already started. But I, I feel but, like, yeah. yeah, I feel like the idea of Lucian being a warlock um, yep. is, is definitely a possibility, especially with all the implications of the moon that that has. <laughs> The moon theory lives on. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah, asparagus. Wait, we didn't start. That oh. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Chill. Yeah. Wait, we didn't start already. Yeah. This, I feel like this 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 whole podcast episode has been just one long crazy tinfoil hat theory. Um, but I'm trying to think of anything else. I feel like. I feel like our theories are grounded this time. Like, yeah, that's true. Like, I feel like I think we're actually going to be right this time. Oh my god! I mean, we're always. We're <laughs> oh always yeah, right. yeah, we've never been wrong. Still, yeah. um, just when 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 you say we're wrong, it just hasn't happened yet. Exactly. Like, you guys just didn't see the deleted scenes where Vandrin was totally on Rumblecast. Yeah, we got like exclusive access to those scenes, so yeah. you know, it's the the uncut <laughs> version of the episode. <laughs> yeah oh we're idiots um <laughs> so yeah so lucian is a warlock uh maybe of the great old ones or mm -hmm. be homebrew but i think tome uh pact of the tome whatever it's called mm -hmm. um molly is creeping back in as seen with mm -hmm. that the hand twitching i feel like that's yeah. probably not like a crazy theory i feel like there's definitely some strong uh merit to I, that one yeah I going to be hard to justify too because if molly was a fragment i don't see how a fragment could take over the whole unless it's more like molly has always been in there he has remembered all his memories and it's now causing him to have that doubt have that feeling of you know like yeah thinking about that like maybe he's trying to be pushing all those memories aside mm. to focus on the goal at hand but now he's having the doubts um because i don't see i don't see like necessarily molly taking control again as much as i'd love mm. to that seems like it would be 
really messy character wise yeah like, what would you do because it's technically tao's character if molly does come back in his full so i don't know <laughs> oh. yeah. um but ruidus is there there is prison thank you Lynn. yeah um, yeah we'll keep that one going that's a solid one i think i think a lot of people are cool with that mm-hmm. in there but like there's still shackles like he's still technically shackled so right there's still like four of them to break, right? They only mm-hmm. broke one. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Therizin is looking for a different way to break out. Maybe Ooh, and the city is the, the key. <laughs> what if there's like no Therizin connection to the city? We've just been hurt too many times before. Yeah, that could that could also that could also be it. Wouldn't be wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. But the the city is evil. The city's definitely right. evil to some extent because yeah. the the bad feels they get from it. Caduceus has been haunted by it. The fact that Vakodo was like, "Fuck this, I'm out." Like, yeah, he was he was this super malevolent, powerful being was scared of it. Yeah, um, there must be some weight behind this city, which is terrifying. Exactly. Um, either it's going to come back and be bad. Or it's going to still always be in the astral sea and be bad, or they destroy it and yay, it's good. Like, um, mm-hmm. man, I, I I like that they're talking about Allura again. I think they mm. definitely need some more wizard help, but yeah. I don't know if they're going to get it because you can't teleport to this place. Right. Exactly. <sighs> oh. um, yeah. So much. And then Danny yes, brings yeah. up the idea that. Free could be potentially controlling Lucian. Because uh, we don't really know whose blood is in the necklace. Yeah. There's something about Cree too. Cree doesn't seem 100% on board. Yeah. She also hasn't gotten a whole lot of screen time, screen time uh, while they've been out here. Yeah. There's just something. She keeps like, to herself. Occasionally, like, the, uh, the tomb takers will make comments or do something and Lucian will kind of like scold them a little bit but yeah. for some reason it's like Cree dissents in some ways I guess mm-hmm. I don't know it feels like yeah like Cree usurping Lucian or maybe something that's, like that's that. kind of what I'm thinking a usurping yeah, route she's not I don't think she's 100% on board and I think we're going to see some conflict yeah. with her um Especially so now, if if Lucian is is suddenly having doubts, yeah. and Cree picks yeah. up on that, oh man! It gives that character an out because the the, the art can still continue with a new yeah. villain. But yeah, we get our purple boy back. Um, <laughs> I like that, Ricky. They go wrangle the pet dreadnought. Oh and have it yeah, in the city as you'll see. Sure. That won't turn bad. I don't see the city taking control of the dreadnought at all. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, uh, but I guess yeah, if... Uh, oh, yeah, obviously, yeah. I, uh, yeah. And then I saw I saw people mention in chat earlier... Too, sorry. No, no, <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I saw people in chat talking about it earlier. Um, Caleb rightfully didn't trust the idea of sending the crest to Essex. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, because, yeah, that's a good call, I think, on that part. But then yeah. he's, like, all about trusting the tomb take trusting the tomb takers and like you're reading the book i think i think you're on the right track with maybe yeah caleb wants to you know just have a look at the book but mm-hmm. he's not 
ulterior motive of maybe finding power because that's always right. kind of been there whenever he comes yeah. across some kind of great power it's always i think a thought he has like when mm -hmm. the traveler revealed himself i think caleb's like hey we can help you can you help us you know for like yeah something like obviously not how liam role played it but um it's yeah it's interesting i think i think you're probably on the money there a bit with like I could see him reading the book and having the minds reach out to him and that being a real conflict of like, we can offer you great power. And he's like, mm. oh, you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you definitely see that. Uh, <gasps> I, I want, I want like an evil Caleb arc. I feel like that'd be oh. so angsty and so good. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> and like Liam would love that if he gets yeah. to fire all his friends. Um, John Nesper Nazareth. Do you guys think that Talison will stop playing Cad and start playing Molly if they save him? He's already talking about returning to uh, his family. No. I don't think Kat. so. I don't think he would. I think he would let Molly continue yeah. being played by Matt. Especially because, depending on what happens, Molly might just want to be done with it all. And yeah, just go... Go back to the circus and live a simple life. I don't know. I don't know how we get a scenario where Molly comes back. He's, you know, just there. He's Molly. Back to complete normal. Talison chooses to play Cad. I don't know how we get a scenario where Molly doesn't stick with the Mighty Nine. Or he leaves, but Yasha sticks with the Mighty Nine. Like, mm. uh. I don't know. Oh man, I I kind of think I don't want to think because I love yeah. theorizing that it's just going to pop back out. But I do kind of think that we're not going to get Molly back. I think we might get Lucian with Molly's memories or like Lucian, mm, with, like, yeah, acknowledging yeah. Molly's existence and like having fondness for it. Maybe I don't know. Mm -hmm. Oh wow, Lynn, that's or Veth leaves one. and Sam plays Molly. I mean, Sam already does a perfect. Lucian accent, so yep, pretty <laughs> halfway there. I love it. Might as well full send. Oh um, boy! But I suppose, uh, with all that being said, if we don't have any other, do we have any other final final thoughts, feelings, emotions about this episode? We could go, we could go on and on and on and on about all the different things that this episode means. But ultimately, you know, hopefully next week we get more. Once Matt yeah. has is able to figure out, you know, how he wants to play. Yeah, how do we think the episode's going to start? But we still don't know. What I, I feel like it'll probably. I think I think Jester will probably go back to the party and like brag about the tarot reading she did and sort of explain what yeah. happened. And then Caduceus in particular might be like, "Huh, I wonder how Lucian's reacting to that." I can see something yeah. like that happening. Oh boy, yeah. I just. I'm so keen. <laughs> um, <laughs> did you see the theory photogram? People saying they think Lucian's a beholder. <laughs> I have not seen that one. <laughs> I thought that was gonna be funny because just all the eyes. Yeah. Weird stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's a theory. I'll chuck in. <laughs> just sure. In case. Yep. We'll throw it in there just to come make sure we're covering all of our bases. Just that, uh, just in case he is, when we be like, aha, you're right. That'd be hilarious. He's like, haha, I fooled you. I marked you a beholder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The biggest um, plot twist. Yeah. 
Yeah. He's got anti-magic on. I like it. <laughs> yep. Oh boy. Well, I suppose I suppose we can go ahead and and wrap up there. I am more excited now for next week because of all the information we got from from last night's episode. I don't even care about Aor anymore. Yeah, I, I, Aor is like I'm it's just like, the Christian, like new things just right? keep like stacking over like the previous things we were worrying about. Yeah. Aor is now old news. Aor is in 2020. <laughs> 2021 is the year of Lucian and Molly. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. My awesome. goodness. <laughs> Can't wait. Uh, so I guess with all that being said, we'll go ahead and, and wrap up. Once again, thank you all so very much for joining us. Oh. Uh, we love talking about this with you guys, and it's awesome seeing you guys interact with each other as well as us, you know, with typing and chat and stuff. It's such a joy. Uh, we love doing this. Um, it's definitely one of the highlights uh you know of my week next mm. to actually watching the episode yeah absolutely um, yeah so thank you all for joining us and be sure to tune in next week where hopefully we'll have more insanity to talk about um oh my goodness there is so much more to come so much more to come gonna get the tomb takers in the tower <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah we'll have a we'll have a tower scene with the tomb takers and that is gonna be a that's going to be a whole thing, a whole thing on its, on its own. Oh gosh, I'm so excited. But we do have to unfortunately wait an entire week for it. Luckily, it's not four weeks like last time. But still, it's still a week nonetheless. Once again, thank you all so much for joining us. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your evening, morning, day, wherever you may find yourself on this wonderful earth. We love you all very much, and we'll see you all next week. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.